Welcome to the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. My name is Sean, and today's guest is Bunny Stewart. She is a model and actress who has been in countless roles, both TV and film. Also, she was a 2019 Maxim Cover Girl semifinalist. This is definitely a classic interview. Enjoy. All right, ladies and germs, joining me now, she is model and actress Bunny Stewart. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Happy Mardi Gras, you know? Yeah, happy Mardi Gras. <laughs> so you're Sacramento, right? Yes, Sacramento. Not born and raised, but um, Sacramento, capital of California. I think people forget that it's the capital of California sometimes. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I won't tell you what's in this drink, Bunny. But you oh, know, I'm... Like, what is it? What is it's it? Called, it's called rum chata. You know what rum chata is? No. It's like... It's basically like uh, it's basically like a really like um, it's an alcoholic like creamer. Oh my gosh! Just imagine having like a coffee creamer on like steroids. Oh my so, god! <laughs> so I put that shit in my coffee, so I'm really hyped for this. <laughs> I'm drinking like I'm drinking like coffee on steroids right now. <laughs> so you got a long and kind of illustrious career. How'd you get started? Um, what started first, modeling or acting? Talk about. Talk from the beginning. How'd you get into all this mess? <laughs> it's a mess. This is a hot mess, but it's so fun. Um, so yeah, basically I started doing promotional modeling and that was so fun that um, it just branched out into other kinds. Like I've always acted and modeled. So in high school I did theater and I love theater, um, mm-hmm. but film is a lot easier to do film and, and television because you memorize your script and then you go and, and you do it and then you're done. But theater, it's like, it takes a lot of time. So um, it's actually easier to do film than it is theater. So that's kind of why I've like done a lot of um, film lately. And it started a full time uh, a while ago when I was a makeup artist for a production and they were like, Hey, why don't you audition to play this boxer? And that was like, I think the one that you're talking about where it's just like fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what is it? Pre- predatory leader? Lender? Is that it? Predatory lender? Predatory lender. That's what started it all. Was it, when was that? When did that come out? Because I saw a little clip of it on YouTube. I do not even remember. You were like, you were like punching. I saw the clip I saw was you punching somebody and then there were, she was hitting on some guy or something. <laughs> yeah. So she and Johnny, my, you know, man on screen for that had a thing going apparently. And I didn't like that too much. So, just, you know, I liked her a lot, but just had to punch her in the face. <laughs> yes. Well, well, so talk about that movie. It was a large, large cast. I saw a lot of people. Yeah. yeah that is really fun. Um, a lot of the independent films around here, it takes like an army to make it. And we all have like these different seats. Like I'm a makeup artist, but then I'll also help with wardrobe, you know, and then I'll also act in it. And then uh, most recently I'm doing an associate producer, which I'm really excited about. So getting on the other side of movies, but mm. um, yeah, so it's, 
super fun with that whole gang because uh, they they use a lot of people from the area and they it, it's almost like they try to give everyone like roles. And so people really have a, a shine. Mm-hmm. So basically, how'd you get into how'd you get into like that specific role? Was it just is it who you know? Is it did you get tryouts? Talk about the process on getting on getting um, all these roles. Um, a lot of it is referral, and that particular one was crazy because I was doing makeup for it. And I don't remember how I got referred for makeup. I think one of my friends referred me for makeup, and then I was there, and then they were like, "Well, actually, we have." we have a role that we think you'd be great at. And it was so crazy. I was running late to the audition and I ran (laughs) away and I freaking, I got hit so hard. I broke like three ribs. What? Yeah. (laughs) So um, I broke like three ribs and it's like, I didn't call emergency like right when it happened. The first Mm. people like, like the audition people, I was like, uh, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. So, and it was just amazing. Like, um, like those people, they turned into my family, you know, like just friends and family. Mm -hmm. I just love them. And they held the role for me. So they waited long enough out so that my ribs healed enough so I could like throw some punches. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you had like your own personal trainer on the set. (laughs) Yeah, actually, um, his name is Marcus, and uh, he owned a gym around here. But yeah, he's a like an award-winning featherweight boxer, and I got I got. Some oh movies. yeah, that's that's what is so fun about doing these um, movies and shows. I get the training and get to you get to try to be all of these different, uh, you know, professions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's let's go back and this let's go back a little bit. What was your first ever? role oh my first ever role like do you mean in high school like for like i mean like in some sort of film like either a short film some sort of film with the director you remember your first time on set yes uh my first time on set was actually in this uh this little college movie and this guy in my class who i never really talked to came up he was like i'm making this uh film noir and i was wondering if you could be in it and I was like, sure, because I always say before I know what I'm agreeing to, because life is really exciting that way. <laughs> but um, so I played this uh, this girl who watches someone get mugged and it shows like your your face, like it, it just showed yeah. my eyes. <laughs> like, what? And right. like. And then you think that she's going to go in and help this guy when he's like laying there. But instead I went in there and patted him down and stole his wallet. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so what came first though? Did that, was that before modeling or did modeling lead to acting? Uh, They both usually, I mean, actually acting came first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk about your journey into modeling. Um, My journey into modeling. I am really petite. So, uh, I'm, I'm a better actor than I am a model. Cause you know how like people on screen, you know how Tom Cruise is really little, but he looks yeah, really big. But he does his own, he does his own fucking stunts. Dude, <laughs> I know. Anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of little like that. So, um, my modeling things, oh my gosh, it was so funny. One of the most recent shoots that I did, I was shooting 
for a designer. And, um, so he brought, you know, clothes to fit me and he brought clothes to fit the other model who actually was like almost, I don't know, six feet tall. Mm. And me in the foreground, like I was standing like right here and she was like Mm. standing there and he looked like they (laughs) it differently to make us look like we were the same size. Right. But it's cool that they know how to do that. You know what I mean? Magic. Yeah, the, like we were saying, magic, the power of editing. You know, you, if you if you want it to happen, you can make it happen. You just need a little bit of tricks. You know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, so um, you got any funny moments on your your time on set abduction of of Jane? That's all that YouTube, right? It's a YouTube movie. Yeah. Oh my God! You want to talk about? Well, this is just this is straight up crazy. Okay, get this. So the director was like also playing the role and um, he was like, when you hit me, I want it to be real. And I was like, oh, no, no, you don't you don't want that, you know, Um, because you have to shoot it, especially with independent films. You're only working with like maybe one or two cameras so you have to shoot it from this angle and then you have to shoot it again from this angle. And then if it if something happens, you have to shoot it again and shoot it again. Mm hmm. And he was like, no, you know, this is my movie. I want it to be real. Okay. <laughs> He's the director, right? We right. Sure. Do, the director is like God on set, you know? Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's the one with the money paying you. Yeah. You know? It's the one. They're the one like whose artistic vision it is that we're, we're there to fulfill. And so he said, okay. I said, okay. Oh my God. All right. Well. I'm just going to hit him for real. And, uh, you know, I slapped, I slapped the glasses off of his face. I slapped what? him. I slapped the, uh, by mistake, I, I slapped the lens out mm-hmm. of him. And he didn't tell me this because I was already kind of like messed up over that. Cause I'm like a really peaceful person. The last thing that mm-hmm. I, I want is hurt anybody. And, um, he told me about three months later that I actually knocked a tooth loose out of his head. You don't play in that, did you? You didn't play. Oh, yeah, no, no. So I worked out a lot. So, um, so yeah, he told me months later, he's like, you actually knocked one of my teeth loose. And I was like, my bad. Yeah, I'm so glad that you didn't tell me that because like we had Mm -hmm. a party film right after that. And I was so messed up over like hurting him. Cause it's like, he was like, it's okay. But I could tell it was hurting, you know? And it's just like, I tried mm-hmm. to make it, I tried to make it like look more, I mean, I mean, look real, but like not so much power, but right. Yeah, kind of like, kind of like the fake wrestling type hit. You want to make it look like you're hitting it, but not really. Yeah. And I think that maybe going forward, he might take suggestions of like, just faking it <laughs> <laughs> yeah fake fake it till you make it is that i've heard that one somewhere oh yeah <laughs> i've heard that one i've heard that one time or two um talk about talk about the how hard of a schedule it is what's the mm. schedule like like on a standard day on set uh well like a standard day let's see um it's about it's long days um but it's also like like feast or famine just meaning like there's a lot of work and it's all at once, you know, like I worked on three sets in two weeks. So I would leave one set 
and go to another set. And in between there, like on the days off, I would film on this other one. But then there's there's times when there's just absolutely nothing going on. So then I, I get really lazy and I'm like, wow, this is nice, you know. So it's it's nice because, you know, I can like save my energy up for those times when it's just like you got to go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Is it true to that you need to keep physical stamina during these movies? I mean, if you if you're not if you're not um, up for the for the grind of it, you'll get left behind. Right. Oh, much. yeah. Definitely. Um, and, you know, someone's always there to replace you just like that. So, uh, you know, a lot of just being popular on a film set and being like a sought after, you know, actor or makeup artist on a film set is just knowing the etiquette. And mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, you're just never late. You never cancel on a shoot. Like you basically have to be like, for it to be okay to cancel on a shoot, you just have to be like throwing up in the middle of the take. <laughs> right. Like legit flu or something. Yeah. Like, or so wildly contagious that, you know, nobody wants to be around you. <laughs> um, that's really, cause like once they get that shoot date in, there mm-hmm. are people that you have to count on to be there at the same day. So it's like, it's, it's not, you know, in those days when you don't feel like, uh, you don't have that mojo or whatever for whatever character. You just got to get there. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter how I feel. I'm that person when I go there, you know, I've got to Right. You're, you're getting compensated. So you need to do what it takes to get the job done. So you get called back again, especially because these are independent films. Right. So, I mean, they, they take, they take what they can get right with the, when it comes to time management. Because money uses the budget on these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, bu- the budget. The, um, and then um, do you have a sports background or athletic background? You you can't just be doing these things without some sort of athletic background. Um, I think I'm just naturally athletic, but I, I mostly like dance. I like yeah. all dance. Yeah, I was on dance team. And oh, I'm playing a, a cheerleading coach in an upcoming film called diary of the underdogs so that's going to be fun now i've got to figure out how to do that right is it like a youtube or what's it going to be on do you know how it's going to get released it's a feature film and we're shooting it right now we've already got like about four shoot days underway and um it's shooting in the next couple of months that's exciting it is really exciting (laughs) associate producer on so i can't wait to be make be making that money. <laughs> <laughs> this um this director has had success with distribution. So I know that, you know, sometimes it's like you never know what these projects are gonna get hung up on. Like it can take years in post-production. I worked on this one notorious Nick. I just I played a ring girl and um it was in post-production. Have you heard of Notorious Nick? No, no, so sorry. I can't say I have. Can't say I have. Really cool. I haven't heard of most things, <laughs> but okay. So it's a true story based on like a one armed uh, fighter. And mm-hmm. the actor that played Nick had two arms. And so they had to wrap it. But then, like, the cage around the fighting arena, right? The green screen, it was really hard for post production to figure out 
how to make his arm, how to make it look realistic. So, and that took like four years and that finally got released recently. Oh yeah. See, the thing about these things is now it's not like it was back in the day. Now you have all these premium services, like, you know what I mean? Like Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus. Totally. Yeah. Apple TV. What's your thoughts on all the, on how movies are getting streamed now? What's your thoughts on, on all that process? Well, I like it because it makes, it makes it accessible to a lot of people. Um, and actually there is so many more different ways that you can get distribution and get paid now. So I think as a whole, it's, it's a, it's a good, good thing for the industry as far as like, especially independent films. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's transfer over to your modeling career. I see here you were, um, a a semifinalist for Maxim. Talk about how, how did that, what's the story behind that? Um, so let's see, how did that happen? Uh, it was relentless self-promotion where I just was like, okay, I'm going to put my big head on the screen and like ask for more votes. So it was one of those things. It was like one of those, like, um, because the money went to homeless veterans who I actually have like a real passion for helping. It's like, they helped us, you know, let's, uh, Mm. let's support them. So it's like Maxim had a a charity that I believed in, which made it a lot easier because, Mm -hmm. you know, I just get sick of my face sometimes. (laughs) That blonde. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Blonde hair, the get tired of that too. Uh, I used to like I have to kind of stick with it because if I was to change from blonde to whatever, I would have to get new headshots. I would mm-hmm, have to. Mm-hmm. So, but, who was your you had so you had your own um, photographer and everything like that, and you sent them in. Uh, yeah the the main photograph that I used for that one was. Uh, shot by Richard Ty West. He is a really good photographer here in the area. And um, I love his work. I love shooting with him. We actually have a shoot coming up in the next couple of weeks. We just have to nail down a date. But he is such a talented photographer. Uh, check him out if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you got any funny uh, stories to share, uh, either on set or in a photo shoot? Oh, so many, so many fun stories. It's the most fun when I'm working with uh, other models or, you know, my friends or something, uh, because there's just so many things that happen behind the scenes that you're like, what the hell? Like, did that actually happen? Okay, you saw that. So you know that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> just like innocent stuff that they think they're not being seen, but they're being seen. Uh, just like, yeah, I mean innocent and uh you know just a lot of uh costume <laughs> malfunction oh and you just have <laughs> to point. you have to keep on going no matter what happens but so i guess one funny example would be uh this underwater shoot uh have you ever seen any underwater um shoots um no i've seen like aquaman and <laughs> but, like, but like does that count <laughs> no but uh but uh no <laughs> give me an example like tell me about it what happened so the photographer actually goes underneath the water so he like will grab a sandbag or something to weigh him down so he can be up he can be down there at the bottom of the pool 
with ready with his camera, when I take a deep breath, plunge down and try to get in some kind of like interesting pose that will translate well under the water. Cause then it's just like under the water modeling is completely mm. different as well. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do this. Um, cowboy look right so i had this this unicorn on a stick you know those um horse things that you ride like the little kids ride around yeah yeah yeah. i know what you're talking about i can't think of the name but yeah i know what you're talking about i know right head on a stick um i had a unicorn uh horse head on one of those and i was like i'm gonna do a cowboy theme so i i Mm -hmm. put my cats on i had a cowboy hat i had like this little um cowgirl outfit and I plunged down in the pool and tried to get down as deep as I can and then just like look like I'm holding my hat riding this uh this unicorn um with my boots on it was awkward as hell mm-hmm. but it was fun you know it's stuff like that that like you see me coming back you just never know what and it's it's the stuff like that that you you know it's just it's the it's the good times that you miss, you know what I mean? Like the grind is one thing, but you're like, oh man, it was like one month of my time every day doing this, this, this. But then you think about the good times and it makes it all worth it, right? Kind of similar with podcasting is I'll do like, I'll look forward to some, you know, an episode like this one. And then it'll be like, oh, it'll be posted and everything like that. And it's like, well, this this was one of my best episodes ever, you know? Took some work getting uh, getting things done, but yeah, everything in life, you know, is anything good. You know, you got to put work in to get it, right? Do you believe in that? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Yeah, and people, a lot of people are like, they might think it's pretty easy, but it's it's a lot. You have to really have a passion and a love for it. Probably like how you have a passion and a love for your podcast, and um, mm. to make it worth it. Because someone's just in it for like the fame or the money that isn't going to happen. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Because either they get tired of it and they don't, and they get the money and run or, you know, as soon as, as soon as something bad goes on, they're like, Oh, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. Or they just, they just underestimate the amount and type of work of mental, um, you know, toughness that it takes. I've seen a podcast where they put a lot of effort in the promoting and then when it's showtime, they, they underestimate how much work editing and uploading and you got to get the RSS feed to Apple, Pandora, you know, there's so many podcatchers now. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Spotify. You nailed you know, it. Amazon's getting into podcasts now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's, I think it's interesting, but when people ask me for advice, like what's the first thing? Cause I've been podcasting for, I don't know, five years now. So when it's like, when people ask me, what's the first thing you do when you make a new podcast, get it on iTunes as quick as possible. Like iTunes, if it's not in iTunes in, within the first week, it won't, it won't make it because iTunes, what they do, Apple, what Apple does is they, they branch their RSS feed to the minor ones. So, you know, you could, you could, uh, you could create a podcast, Bunny. I actually had a podcast for a while. You did? Yeah, it was with a couple of my friends, actually the, the director of that movie, Predatory Lender, and then um, really cool guy down in LA, his name's Johnny Vegas Namer. He's a lacrosse player, like a famous lacrosse player. And, and we had a podcast where we would just interview different people uh, 
kind of the same, you know, yeah. but yours is cooler. Cause like ours was just, uh, uh, audio. So it's cool that you've got like the visual as well. What's the hardest thing about acting? Like what's in your, in your opinion, what's the hardest thing about it? So I love the job. I have passion for it. And it's like the crazy in me has to get out. So I have to do it. Right. That's where I put my crazy in acting. And, um, but if you're really, the hard part is chasing the work because unless you're lucky and you get on a show like judge Judy, like Petrie bird was playing the the bailiff where it's like he had it, it, you know, unless you hit a sitcom that is, um, constantly, you know, filming on a set schedule, mm-hmm. you're always being the next hustle. So you're always looking for your next job. There's never a day when I'm just like, not when I don't have my eyes open to like new opportunities and stuff. And that right. can get, it can get grueling. Like I can get, I can get tired of a hustle sometimes, but. Is it hard not to like, um, not saying you personally, but sometimes it's like you get double scheduling where you get like people to two directors um, offering you a movie like at the same time and you got to pick, pick one. Yeah. But the rule is like, whatever you choose first, you have to stick with that. Cause a lot of it's just about, um, they need to know that they can count on you. So your word, your, your name is your brand. Like mm-hmm. you get a reputation for chucking like one production for one that say maybe pays better you're going to get a really bad reputation. People aren't going to want to have it on mm-hmm. their set. You, they never know when you're going to throw them under the bus. So mm-hmm. it's like finish whatever production you, you take on first, regardless of the other offers. But sometimes it's really hard too, because they'll say, okay, we're filming around these dates. And then you've got that role until like the day before. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I'm sorry. You know what? it out because it wasn't a confirmed booking yeah and what about the most rewarding part of it Um, okay so the creative energy on a film set uh working with all of these creative people Mm -hmm. it's cathartic i never knew where i fit in until i found myself you know on a on a film set on you know with a theater crew because the amount of energy and creativity that it takes everyone brings their own skill set to the set and then it all they all add the chemistry because you never know you could practice your lines and your lines and your lines and just have them down but Mm -hmm. you never know how that scene is going to turn out until your scene partner is there with you and you guys are like feeding off each other so it's just like it's pure chemistry and and all of these other creative people capture it on film yeah um what do you say to people that are struggling to make it in the business what do you say to them like um you gotta love it you you can't uh i would i would get i would say get a job that allows you flexibility like a lot of actors that i know they just they just work you know as a waitress they work as a you know a bottle girl or something they have a source of income that's flexible mm-hmm. let them have time off that you know they can take roles on but will also um, provide a sustainable income so find a job where you can do that i mean i don't know maybe even in i might be doing that 
Mm -hmm. I see you did a short film. Um, was it Afternoon Delight? What's the, what's what's the what are the differences like as far as being in a short film or a long film? Like, is there a huge difference, or is you know a movie a movie in your eyes? Uh, no, it's it's pretty different because uh, shorts, especially if there's like a because a lot of times shorts are are put into festivals, so there's a a time budget that it has to be done by. So things are kind of like the timelines actually moved up a little bit. It's it's like more filming, longer film days. Um, and well, I don't know, actually, you know, that might not even because there's pretty long film days on feature films, too. Sometimes it just completely depends if there is a timeline that it has to be uh, wrapped up and then done, finished with post-production by a certain date. So it can be in the festival or something. Are the lines are like the scripts? Obviously, the scripts are shorter, so your your time you don't spend as nearly as much time on set, right? For those, right? Yeah, those that's... might be like three or four full days of shooting versus like a feature film that's like you know six months to a year. Mm. What was that movie about? Afternoon delight it was so beautiful. Uh, the director Donna Wilberg she wrote that about her mother who was French, and I actually mm -hmm. wore. Uh, fashions so it was such an honor that I got to wear her her beautiful mother's fashions and um it was about it was about a a lady and you I guess I can give away the ending now because it's been it's been out long enough <laughs> dun, 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 spoiler alert spoiler alert uh, uh, uh. um so she's planning a big party for her husband but people think you know, and she's French, so they have different cultural norms regarding. We uh, <laughs> oui, we oui. yeah. We oui, we, oui. and so they build it up so that it looks like, like she's having an affair, but really she's surprising her husband with a a party with all of his family from France, and that's uh the big reveal is this cake that's uh looks like the Eiffel Tower because in in part mm -hmm. of it part of it they just show my face and i'm just like oh it's so mm -hmm. big <laughs> yeah yes um Very in the end what's your most memorable role like what's one that you think of that you think got the most like reception or got you the most publicity or whatever what's the one role when they people think bunny stewart when they listen to this what's the one role that they should check out they check out um maybe it is afternoon delight that was really an honor because the place called Sacramento Film Festival is a really big deal around here. And it it won me the Best Actress Award, which means a lot. And um, it won a lot of other awards like cine Best cin Cinematography. So as far as professional accolades, maybe, maybe that one. And then um, people always ask like what the big ones I've been in. And you know, I've been in traffic. I've been in Notorious Nick, uh, but blink and you'll miss me, right? So it just depends on if they want to see, you know, my work or if they want to see, uh, like a star mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. What's the goal? Do you still have goals you want to accomplish? Yeah, actually, uh, I'd like to fulfill this goal in the next year, and that is being a lead in a feature film of my own because I've always played like a supporting but right. yeah that, that's my that's my goal to be a lead in a feature film in the next year 
All right, buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the I'm gonna give you your director hat. <laughs> and what is what is your ideal film? What would the subject matter be? Um, oh my gosh. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I'm sorry, but like my brain's like brain candy. I I would really like to play a like a real tough lady role, like um a undercover officer or you know um someone a vigilante. I love vigilante movies. Oh my gosh, you know. So any character that can just fight for writing a, a really um, big injustice. Right, right, right. Like or like an or an underground. You could do an underground um, underground cop. You know. <laughs> I should do that. You yeah. Under, no, 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 no. I'm having you on the podcast, buddy. This has been this has been this has been great. Um, abduction of abduction of Jean. Um, what's I, what does that feel? What did that film mean to you? Like, does that hold a special place as far yeah. as you know a claim it got and you got for it? Oh yeah. Well, um, I met Blaine Santos and he's the director and he's one of my really good friends now. So that was really special. And then the, the people that he put together for the film working with everyone, um, was really special. I, I, I'm collecting different ways to die on screen. And so that was like, uh, <laughs> that was when like the, <laughs> I've been stabbed shot drowned poisoned uh strangled but hey i saw that i saw that movie that you were in or uh, one of the movies that you were in that you you start it started with you in yoga right so you do yoga i oh, mean yeah yeah okay <laughs> and um oh so in that one i got to have my neck snapped so that was what yeah mm -hmm. and you can actually people listening can actually check that out on youtube right yeah. It's on YouTube. So it is, um, <laughs> it is on YouTube. It is yeah, on YouTube. Check out Under the Palm Tree. Under the Palm Tree mm. is recently out. They just released it at the Las Vegas Film Festival Award. and Or I mean, Las Vegas Film Festival. Yeah. Yeah. So Under the Palm Tree, that's that's a pretty good one, too. And I, I won't tell you how I die in that one because you'll have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if... The listeners are ready for the for the Bunny Stewart reel on YouTube. I saw it, and you were you were you were uh, just going off on people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, what's the what's the future like as far as I know? You said that's what you want to do, but there's a difference between <clears throat> wanting to do it and actually doing it. So what's what's their like? What are you gonna do next to get to that goal? I mean, what can you do? Is it social media now? Uh, that that's more of a support system too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I really like social media and the way it's it's just it should be in every actor's toolbox, you know, just to have a an active social media presence because you can meet a lot of people and um, that way and network that way. But um, I think if I were to really get on this goal of playing a lead in a feature film, what I would do is follow up with talking to my friend who's a director, Robert Parham, and he is uh, an amazing director. He just released mm. one, No Black, and you got to check that out. That was also <laughs> Las Vegas uh, 
film festival. And um, he actually said that he has something in mind for me. So I think mm. I, I need to remind him. And he said, mm. going to be one of your regular roles. You're going to really be really, really gritty. And I was like, bring it on. Mm. What's the longest shoot you've ever been on? Longest shoot? You mean like for a like day? length, like like a day? Yeah, probably about fourteen or fifteen hours. How, how many how many cups of coffee did you down? <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh! I can show you. We were losing our minds behind the scenes. I can show you. We were making these little boomerangs and stuff because it was so late. They still like they still needed us, and we were just like in this little trailer waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I got real punchy. We all did. Well, how many of them were? You, how many of y'all were in that trailer? Oh, in that trailer. Uh oh. Uh, let's see. I think that night, like five. We were oh, okay. <laughs> you were like. We were, we were playing hostages for uh traffic. Dion Taylor's traffic. Dion Taylor is also like a a Sacramento success story who started here in Sacramento and made it down in L.A. So, yeah, mm -hmm. check out Omar Epps and Paula Patton starring that and. I'm a hostage. Well, once this podcast gets released and people listen and they realize how awesome you are, I feel that lead role is coming really soon, Bunny. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, where can people find you on social media? They can find me. I make it real easy for people to find me because I know it's really hard if I'm looking for somebody else and they've got a handle that's got nothing to do with their name. So I make it real easy for people to find me. Bunny Stewart. Um, I'm on IMDb. Bunny Stewart. Uh, uh, Google me. <laughs> Hit me up on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. So it's all like Bunny Stewart. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll follow you back. All right. Follow for follow. I love that. You know, that's always good. <laughs> F4F. I got it. Follow for follow. All right, Bunny. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay. Happy Mardi Gras and be safe tonight. Okay. Thank you so much. You too. Take care down in Florida there. We don't anymore. Oh yeah. It's nice and nice and nice and warm out of here. Not trying to be all, well, you're in California. So who am I to, you know, you know, you know about warm weather. We're pretty lucky, huh? <laughs> we are. Yeah. Well, All right. Peace. All right. Peace. There you go. The incomparable Bunny Stewart. Um, check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram Sensibly Cynical Pod, and check out our Facebook page. Also, we are on WordPress. Um, the Sensibly Cynical mugs are available. Check out the link on our brand new link tree. Please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them. The support has been amazing lately. Thank you. Thank you. And more thank yous. Um, that's it. Take care, everybody. Bye.